Hello there, it's Gareth here and welcome to this episode 62 of the podcast. I hope you are well. Um, today's episode, I've got a guest on. I've got somebody with me today. Hello. Um, yeah, there you go. Um, that's John. Um, welcome, John. Hello. Um, you've been on before and, um, you know, straight away you're getting the idea. If you've, if you've listened to John before, he has got this tendency to be slightly childlike. <laughs> What do you mean, child? You know what I'm talking about. He's messing about. After it's like it's like one of it's like dealing with a child. I'm nervous. I haven't done one for ages. No, you haven't. Well, today we're talking first day nerves. Well, funny if you mentioned that because this episode is titled First Steps," and I've got John on today because normally when we get with John on, we we tend to talk about similar subjects. We'll talk about telling stories, or we'll talk about photography, which is what he's very very good at. Um, but John did something this year. I would say probably from spring onwards, which he's got into. He took the first steps, and now he's, he's, he's on a bit of a journey into um, improving his, his fitness. And I thought that would be really interesting to talk about because, you know I'm big into this, you know I'm big into keeping on top of your physical well-being. You love it, don't you? Well, I think it's important. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I think you're a good example of this because um, it would not be unfair to say that you were not the healthiest of characters. Hey, I was a gym instructor for five years. <laughs> That, yeah, but we, we're now 50 years hence, John. Fair uh, and, and, and I'm afraid you've not... Um, yeah. If, if you were to put you in a room, right, with a lot of people and say, guess what this man does for a living? I don't think many people would tick the box gym instructor. Do you reckon? No. <laughs> no if I'm honest, you've never... When I seen it, you've always been a big fella. I'm how tall. He's six foot two, six foot three. Six two, I think. He's six two. So you're six yeah. two. And what do you weigh? You're coming 15-ish? Maybe a bit more than that. What are you in, what are you in at the moment? I don't know. So no idea. You don't, you don't, don't do this weighing thing. You should, do, you should always weigh yourself. I know, but I don't. You can't control what you can't measure. Yeah, but you can't. Yeah, I just don't weigh myself. Never have. No, but what I'm saying is, you're not you're not overweight. You're not you're not you're not something I would call as as being. You you don't look like you've got a weight problem. You're just a no. big fella. You're a big unit. Unit. Um, and I think yeah. it's interesting talking to you about this today because what what we got you doing and what we got you into um, was probably a good a good exercise for you because when you when you are when you are taking on some kind of, you want to improve your fitness. You've got to be aware of the the machine you're using, which is your body. Yeah, absolutely. And in yeah, your yeah. case, you know, you've got some... It's a some, big unit. It is a big unit, but you've also got a couple of kind of underlying issues from your youth, such as <laughs> your, you've got bad knees. I've got bad knees, bad back, bad, bad ankles. Yeah, I've uh, damaged it all skateboarding, and I? Well, you did. You, so, I mean, if you think about skateboarding, it's hard on your body. Um, and, and when you were yeah. doing it, which when were you in skateboarding, what years would you said you were active? I did it for 20 years. So from when till when? From, like, I probably stopped about 25 so, um, no, maybe, I, I don't know, like a bit older than five, maybe eight, eight till 28. So you've got this this time when you're putting a lot of pressure into your body. And I, and I know oh, because yeah. you're not an unsimulation, you're a little bit younger, but not much. And when we were doing sport at that age, there wasn't the real awareness of, let's stretch, no, no. you know, let's ice down afterwards. None of that nonsense. You, you know, we battered ourselves. And, yeah, and, yeah. and some of my injuries that I sustained playing cricket, yeah. I still have, my knees at times, <laughs> my left knee especially, yeah. um, can, can be a bit painful. And that was because we, we did it too hard when we were younger. We yeah, were like, too hard, too I did fast. it every night. Yeah, and sometimes night. I'd be like chucking myself down one particular flight of steps for an hour, like a set of 10 stairs, which is like, you know... It's probably seven foot in height and another seven foot across. Yeah. So if you're launching yourself down that, it's, it's not going to do you great. No. Like much good, is it, if you're not landing? 
No, it's um, so. he's going to take its toll. So, yeah, so, so yeah. that's that's what we're dealing with, with John. We've got somebody who is six foot two. You know, I'm estimating fifteen, fifteen and a half stoneish, big unit, slightly yeah. damaged knees. But we need to keep John into some kind of activity that's going to make him feel better. So, what, what I what I always look at is when you when you want to become when you want to become fit, you've got to think you're not going to do that without moving your body a bit more than you move it now. That's just that's just the truth. There's two things that are closely tied in. One is your diet, the other is your movement. So it's, it's you know, I used to have an adage that if you want to become healthier, you should eat less and exercise more. Mm. Um, it's not quite true, actually. Sometimes you can, you just got to, you've got to, the better thing to say is eat better, exercise eat better. more. yeah. So we're looking at two aspects here. We're not, we're not going to talk diet, we've not gone to John's diet yet, but we're going to no. talk about getting him into a very simple way of doing something that I believe, certainly from my experience of spending time with you since, has got you physically better i think it's got you mentally more focused you're certainly a stronger character now than you were yeah mentally um, a stronger character because i think it's not unfair to say that um people of our age and if you listen to this and you are you know anything between 45 and 50 you know i think it's a tough time mentally for us oh yeah yeah especially with like lockdown it's been hard it's been really hard yeah absolutely and i I don't think I mean, there is a lot more talking about mental health, and I think that there are ways you can improve that by being physically better. So what we wanted to do for John was find something he could do that was, A, sustainable, because it has to be something that he can do and keep going with, and secondly, something that that wouldn't be too hard on his head, because if I'd have suggested to John that, you know, he's going to start, you know, running, he he, he wouldn't have done it. (laughs) What? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. But... None of that, no. But... The idea of today is to talk about first steps because if you think about how nature works, let's look at babies. A baby isn't born on on a Monday and on Wednesday is running about. No. Not least a gazelle. No. And we are not gazelles. No. So if you look at how nature works, it starts off where you'll you'll probably start off as a baby. They, they crawl, then they walk, and then they run. And then the nature's way. I didn't make that up. Nature decided that. So what I always try to get people to think about and, and contemplate is firstly... The, the simplest step into improving your fitness is get some time outside. Yeah. So what me and John did is because we were kind of um, through lockdown, we, we were limited where we could go. And there were points when we couldn't meet each other inside the house. So like John's in, in my office today and, and that used to be the kind of the, what we do. We would come across here, didn't you? Yeah. Come and uh, do podcasts. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we do some coaching as well. But we couldn't do the we couldn't do the inside stuff. So what we did is we decided we would meet up near where John lives. There's some nice areas around there, and we just basically sat down and on a bench and chatted. It allowed us to social distance. We had to walk to the bench, though. It's only a very small amount of walking to the bench. So what, what I'm saying is, we started off by spending time outside. Yeah, yeah. So we got John comfortably spending time outside, and then the that so that was the first step. The first step is spend some time outside. Now, if you don't already follow my facebook page you should i did a video about this the other day I, there's massive benefits to that yeah it's really and, good. and you you found that didn't you how did you feel when you first started to spend a bit more time outside it's just close your head don't it it's like like my domestic situation hasn't been the best so it's kind of um just getting out it's just so nice it's just it just like sorts your head out doesn't it it's like wow i'm actually in nature and um I just I have a little stream that I just go and sit near sometimes, yeah. and just like just chill, and I, I don't have to worry about emails and things. It's kind of like yeah, just just get outside, but it, it has been nice to be honest. 
I need to get back to doing it because I've slipped a little bit. Well, you, you had. Well, we'll talk about that because I think one thing is recognizing the first steps into something. The other thing is recognizing until it becomes habitual. Yeah. You know, we have the tendency to slip. We'll talk about See, that. See, I thought it was habitual, but yeah, go for it. <laughs> well, let's come back to that. You start off by we start off by going outside, and then what we started to do is once we got comfortable being outside and see the benefits of having that fresh air and that nature, because that does wake you up. Oh, it does. Then what we started to do is we started just added something. We started just a little bit more walking. So I'd yeah. go to John and part of my car up near where I lived, and we'd walk to where we used to go to the bench yard. So we'd we'd basically probably walk for we'd be out for about an hour. Yeah. So we'd we'd walk. Well, generally, if you walk with me, you know you're doing three miles. It's kind of my it's my number is five k. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so we found through lockdown we could. John lives in a town called Meltham, which is near Huddersfield. You can walk. There's quite a, a nice walk towards Huddersfield. You can walk down a bit of road. So again, you don't need to be near countryside for this. No, we did that one day. We didn't did that we, when one you day. Trying to take, get me do nose breathing. Yeah, we were doing nose breathing. Yeah, yeah. We only did that once. You, you weren't good at it. <laughs> you clearly got a nose. I'm not sure it works that effectively. It done. It's been we'll, rough. We're going to come back to all that. Yeah. And then there are other times where John lives, which is he's got the blessing of literally, if he turns out of his house and goes another way, within five minutes you're into countryside. Up into hills. Up into hills. So we went from spending some time outside chit chatting, getting comfortable being outside, seeing the benefits of that. And then we started to walk. So we would. We're lucky enough to have probably three or four trails near John, which are relatively straightforward to walk on. Mm-hmm. You know, even in kind of slightly muddy conditions, they're not ridiculous. Nah, it's all good. It's Pennine Way, actually. We, we walk on the Pennine Way. We you do maybe know that Pennine Way a little bit. So we, but, but just picking that kind of... You don't even have to start off with a distance. I, I kind of work on a time, so be outside for an hour. So you, you walk somewhere for 30 minutes, walk back, and... Again, you know, I've got to make the assumption some people listening to this might be at a stage where even an hour is too much. The distance doesn't matter. The time does. If you can't manage an hour, start off with 20 minutes. Hmm. And I think when we first did it, we could we could go somewhere. Um, we'd walk maybe for 10, 15 minutes. We'd sit and talk for 25 minutes, walk back 15 minutes. That's where his hour came. Generally yeah. an hour. I've never struggled walking, to be fair. You're making me sound like I'm really bad. No, you, but, I knew you. Yeah. I knew the one thing about you, and this is what a lot of people have, which is they have this ability to be tenacious. Yeah. So you've got the tenacity. If I said we're going to walk 20 miles, you do 20 miles. Yeah, of course I would. Because you've got that tenacity, which is a wonderful thing. Yeah. The problem with that tenacity is you will you can go to a point where you can damage yourself if you're not careful because yeah, yeah. you'll walk on feet that, that shouldn't be walked on yeah. you might rub blisters yeah we went out one day if you remember not that long ago and it was absolutely tonking it down yeah and you had something on that was about as waterproof as a piece of <laughs> tissue you know so so i recognize that that they're not maybe that's my experience that them conditions were not what you should be walking in with those kind of that gear on no no um because you know it was just not so so we went on and it, it moved into that where we'd probably go do three miles, sometimes maybe a bit longer, four miles. But that, for me, you got into having doing that quite over over the lockdown for the last couple of years. We've been doing that quite regular. Yeah, yeah, I did. Like, I got got out most days. Just went for a wander. And just for a wander, and, and yeah. And I think that certainly made you feel better. The one thing I thought for people who want to do this is the other one thing that can help you is having some accountability with it. 
Yeah. So Strava. I so I got you on Strava. Got me on Strava. Kicked my butt, didn't you? Well, the thing with Strava is you can actually exercise independently of your little support crew. Yeah. Because we know when you've been out. Because yeah. you've got uploaded to Strava. Big so brother's watching. It is a bit like that. Yeah. So if you are somebody who does want to get into doing a bit of exercise, a bit of walking, yeah. getting somebody to do it with, and then they're both agreeing that you will upload your walks to Strava. Yeah. Give you some accountability. At times I thought, oh, I don't want to go out, but I was like... Gareth's going to kick me butt if I don't. So I did it, got out. I was like, right, okay. But that's the thing. When, yeah, you, yeah. when you're new to something, you'll very quickly go back to your default mode. Oh, yeah. So getting you out first and foremost into fresh air is one thing. Yeah. That's the first step. Then the next small step after that is let's, let's walk for 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah. Then I've got up to now where we will probably never walk generally longer than three miles. It's enough for us. Yeah. It's what I think you should be doing every day. It's capable, yeah. you're capable. We have done a couple of hills, and I think... I'd say I'm capable if I want to be. If you want to be. Yeah. But you've got to also be really aware that... The, the, the kind of catalyst for doing this for me it was my own getting into fitness a few years ago, and I recognised mm. when you've done it a while, just because you can go out and walk and do hills and do all that, if you've then got to spend four or five days healing... Because your yeah. feet are sore. Yeah. You've done too much. Yeah, absolutely. So you've got to build up to it gradually. So yeah. this weekend I did, what, 20 miles on Saturday? Tough walk, you know. Yeah. And, and and some people say, oh, you know, I could never do that. Well, I started off doing two miles. Yeah. And it's built up over four years now. Yeah. Always working on that. Could I do it again tomorrow? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you do, if you're at a pace where you've gone walking and you've gone to the kind of terrain and you've walked it far enough to think, yes, I could do that comfortably again tomorrow, yeah. that's kind of where you want to be. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the one thing I did notice about John is when I first took him out walking, I have no idea how a man with legs the size of his can be this slow. I thought he was moonwalking. It's like you were on, you know, you were slow. I like plodding. Yeah. I'm a plodder. So, so I knew John was a plodder. Now, yeah. if, you, if you're a plodder, all you've got to do is, in a class, if you're taking somebody out that's a plodder, clandestinely, which means sneaky, I believe, um, you just got to move your pace a little bit. So I got John up from kind of 22 minutes that. a mile to, down to under 20. I got him to about 18, 19 minutes a mile, which is perfect pace for for walking three miles because that's at a pace where you've got to move a li- just a little bit quicker than, than normal paced walking, just a little bit. Nah, like plodding. I like to look around my surroundings and see. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, you do now walk at that pace. Nah, sometimes. When you're with me, you do anyway. <laughs> yeah, when I'm with you, but not on my own. I just t- take my camera as a little like thing. So well, because like, so you, you started doing that, didn't you? You, you? you then found another purpose of walking, which I think is another clever thing to do. So if you're out walking, you've got an hour outside in the countryside, yeah. what could you do? So you started doing two things. You started listening to... Yeah, like that that were a bit of a mind like that was an interesting one. Like deciding to actually listen to some audio books. I'd never had audio books before. And uh I thought, right, well I'm outside, so I might as well do something, I? So I thought, do I listen to my tunes? And I thought, mm, I'll probably sing badly through my headphones and scare everyone. But I just started listening to uh audio books and it were really, really good actually. Yeah. Yeah. And then you also um, you also bought a, a new camera, didn't you? Because you know you're a photographer, and people have listened before, Wilder. But you bought a smaller camera to do some kind of bought a little uh, little camera. Didn't I? I always wanted a little camera kit to kind of just have with me, like to photograph my kids and stuff. Yeah. Instead of getting big based out, um, just and yeah, I just took it with me, and it 
used to come with me and yeah, I'd usually try and take one picture a day. Like might be a picture of a cow, might be a picture of a a gl- glove on a fence or just anything really. Just somewhat to challenge myself and look at different light and environments and yeah, just keep me active and happy really. So if you think about this now, this is John who'd never done much exercise. He was in a position where he was kind of at times, you know, feeling a bit kind of, you know, and I've not got any clarity and my head's a bit of a shed. Mm. And literally from starting off by walking out, within a period of, of, of I would say a few months, probably about four months, he's gone from, I'm, I'm here, I am just sat at home looking at my computer all day to, I'm spending some time outside, I'm starting to walk and do a bit of a, a bimble about, I'm listening to audio books, I've now managed to take a few photographs and push me photography. So from that one small step, of spending some time just sat outside on a bench, it's developed into this. Hey, look at you! It's genius, aren't you? Well, if it would be a genius if if the if if the if the kind of story stopped there, but it didn't. Because for anybody that's listening that's, that's a bloke, you'll understand this. If you're a female, you need to understand this. Um, that as much as a coach can be effective, there's nothing more powerful for a gentleman to motivate him to do something than a woman. So John's got um, a bit of a girlfriend that also was into doing stuff physical. She was a runner, and she started doing what it couch to five k. Well, she she didn't run for a while, and uh, then she just decided to do it. But she's done loads of running before, yeah. so she didn't do couch to five k. You were the blooming numpty that they started doing couch to 5k and ah, push, pushing me like that so john it's always you in it with blooming 30 day challenges listen yeah. straight away john saw what i tell you what you saw i think it's true to say this you saw how um you saw donna had improved yeah, yeah she'd, she'd yeah. gone from she'd, yeah. she'd run a lot but then she was yeah. struggling she wasn't very fit no, no, no. but very quickly got back into it yeah so john started to try a bit of running and took on a couch to 5k yeah. So from somebody who said he would never run. Never run. All of a sudden he's there doing a bit. Now, what I like about your running, and, and I'm I'm right in this, and anybody who does run, you know, maybe won't agree with me when I say this. You don't need to be so quick. Nah, I like to plod. Well, there's this plodding and there's <laughs> it's hard to plod when you're running, I think. You can do fast walking, that's right. Well it, I try to keep my running to a pace where I judge it by my heart, heartbeat and my breathing. If it gets to a stage where it feels too much, I slow down. Yeah. So I, I can be quick if I want to be. Yeah. But what I like to be able to do is is I, I run and walk now at a pace which just pushes me above. Yeah, I, I feel like any more it'd be too much. Well, you're Aaron Tortoise, you, aren't you? Yeah. You just like go on one like, and then run off. And then before other person catches up, you're like there, like panting. I'm um, stop and then off we go. Yeah, well, it's my. It's just you develop a style. Yeah, I'm, d- a, d- I'm a plodder. None of us should try to be what we're not. Be, being outside is where it started for you. You're now in a position where you have had some challenges over this this summer because you've got young children and and, and obviously your time is just not as <laughs> yeah, available. Well, time. Um, but also, what you said is is true. A little a while ago, you talked about it's not habitual yet. It is. You've got to be really careful. Yeah. Starting in and taking small steps, getting in something is one thing. Yeah but actually keeping it going. Um, oh, and yeah. you're probably not at the point yet where it's habitual. You no, were nearly not. there. No, but, I was I was nearly there. And but we're going to get you back into it. Oh, yeah. But yeah. also as well, you brought in going to the gym a couple of times a week. Yeah, well, I've always loved gym, but I just need to get into that routine again. So, yeah. 
So I think this is an indication now you can take somebody, and John's a testimony to this, who has never done any exercise for a while, wants to improve themselves, don't know where to start. You start off by just simply getting outside. Yeah. Go outside, get some fresh air, and I guarantee if you spend 15 to 20 minutes outside in the morning, no matter how tired, um, fed up you feel, you will come back home feeling better. And I would go a step further and say it doesn't even have to be outside your own, the compounds of your own property. If you've got the chance to maybe just sit in your own garden, there's something about that early morning air. And, you know, again, I know people who kind of live off coffee, you know, coffee, 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 to keep themselves going and work themselves up. Mm. Forget all that. All you want to do is be in a position where you're spending 10 to 15 minutes outside when you've done that, then just put a little walk into it and start with these small steps. Again, there are some people out there that, that would class themselves as coaches and would say that this is the wrong way of looking at it. I think you should you should really be in a position where you are taking small steps on a regular basis. Yeah, absolutely. It's how we've got you forward. Yeah, yeah. Because big stuff scares people. There's always things, you know, dream. Oh, I get scared d- of big. Dream big. I think you should dream small. Yeah. And what you should be looking to do is every single day, can you be just a fraction better than you were yesterday in anything you're doing? And that's how we advance. We don't advance by setting these huge, scary goals because the reason they're scary is for a reason is we're not comfortable doing them. And people say, no, no, you should push yourself. If you just adjust your capacity to do something a little bit each day, it's like now I was looking at some of your run times and your run times were comparable with mine and I've been doing it a lot longer than you. Yeah. Because what what I'm saying is you you went from kind of, you know, 15 minutes to run a, to run a mile. Right. Up to sort of, sort of 12 and 13 really quickly. Yeah. Because we start to see that it's progress. And I'm guessing now that you're probably settled about that 12 to 13 because that's well, my comfortable pace. Yeah, I haven't done it for a while. I, I know I can go faster, but like, like me being numpty that I am, like I don't decide to uh, run on flat, do I? I go like up ma- massive hills because I just live with, in hills. So everywhere I go, there's a blooming hill, and I think, oh well, if I can go up an hill, then it's it. going to be easier on flat, isn't it? So like my my first me me kind of route, I do my five minute walk that you're supposed to do, like on your couch to five k, and that gives you like fifteen twenty minute run, and like I've got these massive hills to deal with. I was like, oh what? <laughs> So, yeah, it is a bit slower, but I'm not bothered. I'm no. not. I'm not here to try and as, and, and as long as I've got some good tunes as well, like well you have to have a good playlist to well, run. Well, I think I think when you're running, you have to put music on. I think yeah. get away with the podcast when you're walking. Oh, no. But you need some music. Yeah, the tunes. But do, but starting off with small like that, and then I think, like I say, you don't need to have massive, scary goals. You have achievable goals. Like there's a couple of things I think that I'm gonna. I've got like John. Not so much now because we're getting into the winter and, and we'll be generally, because now we're kind of lockdown has disappeared and we can start to spend more time in kind of each other's company and properly and we can do more walking. I think it'd be nice to keep that 5K. But I think for next year, what you can do is set yourself some goals around your walking or your running that would just give you a bit of an interest in keeping it going. Mm. So the one thing that I'm I'm going to suggest next year we, we, we do is... Probably a longer walk. Maybe you've, you've, you've mentioned this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's there's one we did this weekend. We did a, yeah. we did a walk in Edel called yeah. the, the Edel Sky. I think it's perfect. Yeah. It's not quite. It's not York Three Peaks. It's not something that's no. going to bust you up too much. No. Um. But it, but it's a nice twenty mile walk. Bit of a scent. A couple of big hills, but nothing too scary. 
Um, and I think we'll work towards doing that next year because, again, yeah. it, it'll keep you... Sometimes you need something that's going to keep you going out. Yeah, yeah. And then I think as far as the running's concerned, it'd be nice at some point, maybe spring next year, to, to do a, a, um, a park run. That's a really great experience. It's fun, is that? Yeah. Um, and, and there's plenty. There's one in Huddersfield. There's one near oh, you. There's one everywhere. everywhere. Yeah, yeah. But just little things like that keep you interested, keep you motivated. Yeah. And then what I think next year we might look to do, which is what I did, which really got me walking to be really consistent, was to start to work on doing a 1,000 miles a year. Say yourself a goal to a 1,000 miles a yeah. year. Now, I know that slightly... Does does that um, does that go against what I just said about sharing big goals? No. No, it's just... I, 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 if I'd have continued, I'd have done that easily. Of you because it's, it's, it's two point something miles a day. Yeah, so it's yeah. three miles every day. Yeah. What we're looking for is this, this, this you start off with the, the first steps, then you've got to make sure them first steps are achievable and you can keep them going. And you're looking for stuff you can do pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah. And I guarantee if you if you go out and you go sprinting and running like a silly bugger, you can do that twice a week. Yeah. Then the other five... You know, you kind of not. You know, you you got to heal. Yeah. So just by doing something, you can do every day. So, you know, I've used this as an, as an example today about to get into something fitter in your fitness. You know, just start off by doing small things, and, and spending a bit of time, getting that to be a habit. But you can do this for anything. Anything you want to do, start off with just taking a really tiny first step. Yeah. So let's say you listen to this and you think, do you know what? I'd like to write a book, or I'd like to start a new business, or do you know what? I'd like to start cooking. Okay, start off by doing something really, really simple. It might be if you're going to write a book, just write the title today. And then tomorrow, just say, I'm going to write one sentence every day. Because like the running, you do a 1,000 miles a year and people say, oh, that's a lot of miles. No, it's not really. It's yeah. a 1,000 miles, but you've got to do it every single day. Yeah. And just think if you did one single, um, if you did one paragraph, a text every day on a book, that's 365 paragraphs. It's it's 1% better every day, isn't that's it? That's it. That's what you aim for. And yeah, I yeah. think that you've you've kind of shown that, that getting on top of that and doing your walking and running it does you great things. I mean, on on Sunday, or sorry, on Saturday when walking, we had Rianne with us who's been on this podcast before, and John knows Rianne as well. And to see her, I mean, she, she started off like you, pretty much lived in Meltham. Bear in mind, to anybody who doesn't know, Meltham is beautiful, just well. It's lovely. It's a lovely little village, and then above it, there's this fantastic countryside. I mean, literally, it, it, it's huge. It's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Both of them had lived there for a long period of time. Rihanna had lived there, never even seen most of it. I haven't seen it in the street. But she's done the same thing. Started bit, she started a, a little way before John, so she's a bit further ahead. But she's now comfortable doing 10, 12, 15. She did the 20-mile walk with us. Don't worry about the big stuff, because if you do the little stuff, the big stuff will catch you up. Yes, it does. But we should before we before we do call a hint into this podcast. Oh, what are you going to do? No. Stick us a blooming challenge on? No, there's no challenge. Oh, no, we're not doing no more challenges. Um, can we have that in writing? You can. Well, you can have it verbally. <laughs> I'm, I'm. The challenges I've set, we've done them before, have been too harsh, yeah. um, and and we've got to be careful. I'm I'm learning that myself. No, because just to show you again how, if you take an interest in something, follow follow the breadcrumbs. Is sometimes I say follow the next what looks obvious. Because you also, as well as you've got into your walking now, going to the gym and doing some running, mm. you're also doing something else, which you probably wouldn't have thought about 12 months ago. Yeah, parachuting. He's <laughs> <sighs> bought himself a push bike. Bought me bike. Mountain bike, to be Push like iron, isn't it? Push iron. Yeah, yeah. And you seem to have enjoyed that. Yeah, it's good fun. Yeah, yeah, it's us. So yeah. again, you, you find out, 
you may not think you're going to do anything and then you start off with one thing, just being outside for a few minutes turns into, I'm going to walk, oh, I'll go a bit quicker, oh, now I might run, and oh, actually, the idea of cycling. Yeah, so, yeah. so when you're looking to bring something in, especially with your fitness, remember, it's not just about being mental, sorry, not just about physically fit, it's massively important for being mentally well. Mm. And being mentally well, I think, is tied in with your physical body. If you're physically well, you've more chance of being mentally well. And I think it's interesting to think that John went into cycling um, and something I'm looking to a bit more this year is I think I'm going to do a little bit more kind of fell running. Not ridiculous, but because... I'm not doing no fell running. No, it's not for you. <laughs> I, I recognise that's something that I'm kind of pulled towards at the moment. Probably yeah. fell running. And potentially um, kayaking. Kayaking. Yeah, I've, I've I've been looking at maybe getting onto some more water. So what I'm saying is experiment <laughs> That's where... That's random. <laughs> well, it's not, not really. I spend time in nature, and sometimes when I'm walking around like lakes and locks, I think it'd be nice to see it from another angle, this. And actually, it might be good for me upper arms. What about scuba diving? You won't get me in scuba diving. <laughs> I don't like anything that involves going underwater too deep. I don't like going too high or you're too You're going low. kayaking, you're going to go in the pool. No, no, water. no, I think I'm, I'm comfortable with that. Just when you're doing something, start off and then see where it takes you and see where your interests take you. You know, my interests have got me now thinking about maybe doing some fell running and potentially kayaking. John followed his interest and it got him a mountain bike. It'll be different for you. It could be be different for everybody. Rather than following what people say you should do, start off by the basics, get it in place, learn how to be outside, enjoy that, then start to walk a bit. When you do that, do you feel you want to go a bit quicker? Always looking, as John said there, great advice just be one percent better every day right and it can have a huge impact cross it again so the one thing you have committed to here though john is you going to do a 20 mile walk me around the edale skyline next year i do is do it tonight today if you want nah, you see how he's uh, bigging it all up now he's giving it all large you know <laughs> right. so come on we'll get it can go he'll be, oh, i've got i've got to have my toes done or something no, no we, toes are fine. i, I want to do it next year because I want us to enjoy it. I want to make a day of it, and, and, and we'll look to do that. We might do it before. Do will get a pie? You, you'll get a pie at the end, yeah. You'll get a special... A special um, com- pot pie? Uh, what is it? Not a leaver's pie. I think at school. Com- commemorative like pie. A commemorative pot pie, John. Well, you, you can have it on like a little um, chain around your neck. A pie. chain of cheese. Uh, I don't want cheese. I want... <laughs> no, we'll, we'll make a day of it. Pie and um, I think it's something, like I say, just to kind of recap all that, if you if you do want to get into fitter or you want to encourage somebody to get fitter with you, start off by getting them outside, encourage them to walk. Um, put them into a kind of accountability challenge with Strava. Strava's free. It's on every phone, every device. Fantastic. The fact it's free. And even if you're not into social media, it's not that at all. It's, it's really a very supportive in, um, community. And if you get a couple of people on there, you can make a, something very accountable for nothing. So get on Strava. And then set yourself a little challenge further down the line. So like we're going to maybe do a longer walk um, next year. We're not wavy. We're definitely going to be. Or if you are in the UK and you do ever get into a stage where you're doing a bit of running, go to park run because I guarantee even if you walked around, you won't feel embarrassed. Oh, no, no. It's, it, it's <clears throat> a real fun morning. Yeah. And I'll tell you one of the best times to do it if you get the chance, is to do it either Boxing Day or New Year's Day. It's a right nice thing to do because mm. they're all they're all right giddy. But something like that, it's not extreme. Most people can do it. Parkrun makes you feel comfortable at any level you are. And that's what it's about. Do something you you feel comfortable in that's going to make you feel good. And you'll be surprised where, where, where you'll go. You know, in 12 months' time, John, you could be a, a world-class um, mountain biker and I could be a, a kayaker. Could be, yeah. 
But what we are going to be is doing notes. So when you've got something you like to keep you accountable, it, it does make a difference. So if you haven't got something to be accountable, in fact, I'll tell you what, I'm going to throw this out. If you've got no one to keep you accountable, hit me up on my Facebook page or on garethboot.com. Tell me your name, get onto Strava, and I'll keep you accountable on there. There you are. Eh? Good luck. Uh, <laughs> you'll need it. Right. Nice to have you back here, John, anyway. It's been emotional, has It has been emotional. So um, thank you for listening, and um, I'll see you again next week for another podcast. And until then, take care.